Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. My name is Peter Freck. That's spelled F-R-E-C-K. I am a eight-year-old, born 1934, August 14th. Uh, this is about it. something that happened to me when I was almost 15, I, it was August 5th of 1949. And uh, I was in East Corinth, Maine, on a farm that was owned by some close family friends of ours who I and my family lived. Hastings on Hudson, New York, but they had a family farm in East Corinth. And I was spending a few weeks there, uh, as my family and I often did on summer vacations with the Fogler family. My parents had just gone home on Sunday, and this was Monday morning. I think it was Monday. I don't remember that exactly, but I know it was the 5th of August, 1949. I was told by the Fogler family members who ran the farm, that they would like me to help out with some of the chores in one of the fields. So I, I don't know exactly what they were doing, but I was surprised to hear them say they wanted me to drive a tractor because I had never driven a tractor before in my life. And so they said they would help me and it wouldn't be anything very difficult to do and it would be uh, not a lot of hard work but it would help them a lot if if i could drive the tractor pulling a trailer so i got on the tractor not knowing the, what the controls were exactly and uh, they helped me get the tractor moving over to a part of the farm they actually had two farms, and they, we were moving from one farm to the other. And uh, when I drove out onto the uh, road, uh, was having no problems whatsoever at that point. Drove into the second farm uh, on a driveway on one side of the house. And I was surprised to hear them say that I wasn't going up to a barn, that I was going up to drive in front of the in front of the farmhouse and on the second farm and then over to the farm 
buildings, the sheds and farms and barns. And uh, that caused me a little bit of ang angst, but not a lot. But anyway, I, we drove onto the second farm land, and it, it was a raised farmhouse and barn and sheds. So we had to go up a quite steep driveway up to the front of the second farmhouse. And I was doing fine, but I, I, I don't know what you know about tractor controls, but this was a big case tractor, the kind with very large wheels on the back and that are separated uh, uh, far enough anyway so that you can drive down over two rows without running over the rows of plants themselves. And then two very small wheels in the front that go down between the two rows that you're going over. And then it has a two foot pedals, a brake on each side of the tractor. There was a uh, the steering wheel, obviously. There was a hand throttle and there was a hand clutch, and both on the right-hand side. And uh, so I maneuvered the truck so that it was going up the hill to go to the farmhouse. But we were coming to a point where we had gone up the hill as far as we were going to go, and so it was leveling off. We had to make an almost immediate right-hand turn and as I leveled off the tractor, because it's a fixed throttle, it's hand throttle, it stays in the same place. It doesn't, it's not like a gas pedal on a car where you take your foot off it and it goes back to reduced power. This thing stays where it is. And since we were no longer going up the hill, we started to accelerate. I was nervous about hitting the house as we made this sharp right-hand turn that I needed to make. And so I grabbed hold of the throttle and thinking that the throttle worked exactly like a gas pedal, that is you push, you move forward to give more gas and back to give less gas. I pulled back as far as I could. Unfortunately, that was exactly the wrong thing to do. So I ended up tractor accelerated dramatically and the front wheel went off the driveway down the hill that was to the left of the where you made the right hand turn the hillside yeah. went down so the front end went down the back end stayed up that flipped the whole tractor over and threw me down the hill about 30 feet and uh, that's when I suffered the injuries that I suffered. And, but I, I ended up uh, on my hands and knees looking up the hill towards where the tractor went off the hill. And I looked up and I saw this tractor rolling side over side towards me. And I took one last big hit one bump and went up in the air and flipped over numerous times up in the air 
and I was on my hands and knees, crouched down, and like that, <laughs> like that was going to help me if the tractor came down on top of me. But anyway, the tractor came down, and by the grace of God, I can't explain it any other way. The tractor was on its side when it when it hit uh, near me, and the big, huge back wheel came within a foot of my head. But it continued on the, over me and past me without ever touching me. And so I was, by the grace of God, as I say, I ended up not being crushed by this tractor as it rolled down the hill directly over me. But I obviously it had some damage done to me as I was thrown off the tractor and down the hill. Anyway, at that point, people came running and asked, you know, try to comfort me in some way. Uh, we were like an hour and 10 minutes from a hospital, the nearest hospital. The, the nearest doctor was 20 minutes away. He got there quite rapidly when they called him, asked me if I wanted some kind of Novocaine, not Novocaine, but some kind of painkiller. I won't say wisdom, but the lack of wisdom of a teenager said no. And my thinking was, if I get the the strong medication to kill pain, I will be unconscious and I won't know whether I'm alive or dead. If I don't get it and they get something much milder, I will be awake and I'll be aware of what's happening. And so that was my decision, right or wrong, and they they went along with it. After he arrived, they uh, produced some kind of a makeshift arrangement where they had took a door off of one of the rooms in, in the house, a wooden door, put a mattress on it, lifted me on, you know, with great pain, I might say, onto this mattress and put the mattress in the back of the family, their family station wagon. And we drove almost half the way over bumpy dirt roads on this one hour plus drive to Eastern Maine General Hospital in Bangor, Maine. I'll say one more thing and then I'll get back to what happened between the time the tractor went over me and the doctor came. Anyway, when I got to the hospital, they couldn't find a bed for me in the pediatric ward because that was the summer of a terrible, terrible problem with polio, particularly with young people, teenagers. And uh, the hospital, Eastern Maine General Hospital, which is second or third largest hospital in the state of Maine, uh, did not have a bed for me because of all these kids that were in iron lungs with, uh, trying to recover from polio. As an aside, I would say to anybody who is an anti-vaxxer, who's the last person you know that had polio? And yet, I knew a lot of people, not a lot, but I knew several people, and then I had this experience in the hospital with all these kids in Ireland. So I know there were a lot and a lot of kids that had polio. And we don't have, we don't see that anymore. Anyway, back to my accident. Between the time the tractor rolled over me 
and the time the the doctor arrived, that's when I had my near death experience. It was actually quite short. It was quite pleasant. I mean, there was I felt no pain during that uh, experience, but I was faced with what I can only explain was God. And he asked me, it was a he, it was not a she. And uh, it was, I would say, in appearance, God was middle-aged, I would say late 40s, early to late 40s, had a beard, had flowing sort of gowns. And it was a very brief conversation. And he asked me, did I want to live or die? And he said dying would be a very pleasant experience, but it was my choice. And so I said, I, I said, I really want to live. And he said, be mindful of the fact that if you live, it's going to be extremely painful because you have serious injuries. And I said, I know, but I, I really would like to live. And that was the end of it. I mean, there was no more after that point as far as my relationship with God. Now, you can say it was a teenage kid in a state of shock, which undoubtedly it was, that maybe, not maybe, that there are people that have said that the belief I had that I had a, a meeting with God was a result of a teenager being in a serious accident with serious injuries and having, being in a state of shock. I'm here to tell you that was not how I felt and not how I feel. It was a very real experience, as real as the experience I'm having now going through this Zoom session. Uh, as real to me, anyway. It greatly changed my life. Uh, I think I became, not that I was a wild teenager or anything, but it matured me in ways that I don't think most 14-year-olds have reached a state that most 14-year-olds haven't reached like I did at that point. It, you know, I, I am convinced there is a God. I am convinced that this isn't just some whole universe that we live in and the bigger universe of which we, our universe is a part is not just something that is just sort of happened by happenstance, that there is some central being that created this whole thing. I feel just very fortunate that I was able to, in a time of great pain and, and suffering for me, I was able to have this wonderful, very short but very wonderful experience of talking to God and having him reassure me that even though it would be painful, I would get through if I chose to live. 
I'm blessed because of the near-death experience I had. I think all of that was a blessing. But I don't think that's what caused me to have such good fortune with all the people who are part of my life. But, but it certainly was a mind-blowing and very pleasant experience that I, I will never, ever forget. So anyway, that's my story.